Good morning and welcome to Music to My Beers. Well, I am Zach Miller alongside Warren Cluck, freshly off of a vacation out to the West Coast, and we got to talk about that. Yeah, I'm excited. I actually went on a, uh, a, a trip out to Oregon. I've been talking about it for weeks now, but uh, I'm back and I've seen all the sights, drank all the drinks. Yeah. And I'm here to uh, report it and tell the tale. Okay, well, we'll hear all about that and, and talk about some of the best places to go, especially if you're going out there and that way along the coast. Coming up on Music to My Beers. Michiana's first, first best, 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 best and only show dedicated to craft beer and drinking music. Cool brews, hot tunes. This is music to my beers. Music, music to my beers on Real Rock 103.9. The Bear. Music to my beers. Uh, Sunday mornings, 10 to noon. I am Zach Miller with Warren Cluck. And we're back with a brand new episode this week. Woo! We're uh, we'll, we're probably going to have a uh, return to our Summer Brewer Series a little bit probably uh, next week. We'll see our schedules line up with some of the, the guys and gals in the local brewery scene. But I'm back from Portland, brother. I made it. Yeah. And I saw all the pictures, too. You were sending me some, and then you were also posted on Twitter. And we got those up. But, I mean, where do we even begin? It was really fun um, to go out. I was really excited to go to Great Notion, really excited to go to DeGard, and I'm a big fan of both breweries, and I, the first day, the first time we were in Portland, we stayed for three days, and we were about four blocks away from Great Notion. Wow. I was super excited. I thought, this is, this is going to be perfect. I'm going to be there all the time, and I wasn't. I was only able to go in and enjoy two beers there. Oh. Uh, what I didn't realize is that, one, Portland had just opened up. Uh, after the pandemic, like five days before we got there. Oh my gosh! So, did you know that going into it when you planned your trip? Uh, no, we were. I mean, we were planning on it, thinking everything's going to be open up again because <laughs> we thought, hey, cool, and uh, it, we just made the cut. So everything had just opened back up, and a lot of places were short staffed, but also a lot of places weren't on their normal regular hours. Mm. <clears throat> so uh, we got to the Great Ocean on uh, two Saturdays ago, and I thought, you know, it's a bar, it's a brewery, it's going to be open all night, right? So we went down there at nine thirty, and uh, last call was at ten fifteen or was what? It at ten o'clock. Yeah, so I I had two beers, slammed down real quick, and that was a little disappointing because I wanted to sit there and just have them all. Yeah, did you go anywhere afterwards, or did you just get stuff uh, to take back with you? We grabbed some to go and just and went back to the house at that point because everything uh, almost across the board in Portland was shutting down at ten o'clock on a Saturday. Whoa, that yeah. is strange. Yeah, it was super weird. It was a little disappointing, but the one thing I'll say is that, you know, I've seen pictures of Great Notion uh, out in Portland uh, all over the internet, and I always imagined it was going to be a lot bigger, but it's a fairly quaint little place. <laughs> I know that their canning uh, takes place and their mass scale brewing takes place at another facility, but the actual Great Notion on Alberta Street is a tiny little place. So this is just like a, a storefront for basically all the behind-the-scenes production that they do. It's just a chance for you to come in, yeah, it's about try a couple of beers. It's about half the size of, of Crooked U. Whoa. And I guess that, when, they, when they first started, this was the location they actually originally brewed at, and then they grew to another, a second location. But, uh, yeah, it's super small. Wow. There's a real vibey backyard feel to the, uh, to the outdoors part of it. And then um, you go inside, and there were, there's room for about I don't know, 30, 35 people maybe. Do they do food or anything like that? Yeah, but the kitchen was closed by the time I got there. Oh, so man. so I was I was laughing at myself. I'm like, yes, on one hand, I got to come out here and see it. I got to check the joint out, buy some some merch, and get some some great notion to take home. On the other hand, though, I was like, pop in real quick. Enjoy yourself. Oh. And then you got to bounce again. So. so you brought some back for me. Did you... Um did you get that that night, or did you go back at, a, at another time and, and well, grab it? Well, I, I thought, okay, so I'm, we missed it. We'll go down really early next time. So we went out and did a couple of uh, hiking and wine adventures, and we came back into town. 
say we were at the same uh, house down the street and I called ahead and they said that we're only open for pickup. <gasps> so you could only they, go they, grab and, yeah, and they, be done. Yeah, they're so and a lot of places, a lot of breweries even out in Portland right now anyhow are, are not open 7 days a week. So they they said we're closed Sunday and Monday. We open on Tuesday for carry out only. Oh my god! So they're really only open right now Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and they close at ten o'clock. <laughs> so I was able to swing back in and get a bunch to to bring back. But um, yeah, I was a little little spicy about that. A little uh, little sore about it. I know. I thought that was going to be like your neighborhood uh, brewery that you go down to. And the you way hang I out. the way I envisioned it, Zach, <laughs> when I got out there, is that I'm going to saunter in there every afternoon. <laughs> by the end of my four days in. Portland proper, they'd be like, wow, here, here he comes, the big out of town. Everybody knows his name. He's drinking a whole bunch of beers. <laughs> here he comes. But uh, it wasn't the case. But it was still, it was a very cool place, cool to see the operation, and their beers fresh are just incredible. I wanted to taste what they tasted like when they weren't sent through the mail. Oh, yeah. So, oh, uh, yeah. Fresh on tap. Yeah, and IPAs are something they they excel at, and uh, man, it's it was delicious. But yeah, I was lucky enough to bring some back, and we'll talk later on in the show about my adventures getting beer home. But uh, did you did you have two IPAs while you sat down there for the two beers that you had when when you yeah. only have a half an hour to drink? Yeah. And which two did you have? I had the block party that was fantastic. Oh and yeah, you brought that back for me. Yeah, yeah. some of the ones and the uh, Parad- Paradiso Paradiso, I think it's how it's said. And I had another one of those uh, earlier this week uh, mowing the lawn. Just man, they're incredible. They are. Oh. And I, I remember when we first started getting into like the juicy, the juicy, hazy, freshy stuff. Treehouse was really big, and you couldn't get out here. And then, um, great notion's good, but it's not head and shoulders better than what a lot of people around here are doing. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, I would put some of Bearhand stuff right up against there at toe to toe as far as as far as that goes. But it was just fun being a fan and being out there and being in the place. So I was I was pretty happy to go in. And there's my TED talk about Great Notion <laughs> Brewing uh, in uh, in Portland, Oregon. It's like his, if there's one thing you could talk about for 30 minutes to an entire crowd, it's beer and the beer shop. Well, the second part of the trip, we left uh, Portland and went out to Oceanside, which is right next to Tillamook, Oregon, which is where the Tillamook cheese and ice cream and all that stuff's made. Oh, my goodness. I just found out about that cheese and ice cream. My yeah. brother turned me on to it. He's like, I never buy any other ice cream except for the Tillamook. Tillamook? Tillamook. Tillamook. The, ice local, cream. the locals say it like Tillamook. Tillamook. Um, is that where the Goonies was filmed, too, right there on the coast? Or was that a different location? You know, I don't know. Because you went to some place, and maybe this is on your coastal travels up and down uh, Oregon, but somebody pointed out on our Instagram when I posted the picture, out looking over, I'm going to say it's the Pacific Ocean, and there's yeah. that giant rock. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where the Goonies ship comes oh. out from behind at the end, and somebody pointed Damn. that out. I'm like, Yeah, that's Oceanside, oh, Oregon. I didn't know that. Cool. I'll have to do some digging. Yeah. Uh, but when we were out in Oceanside, we took a day trip to Tillamook, and we went to went to DeGuard and another place <laughs> I would have thought was a lot bigger. When that, when they originally started, I guess the the original brewing and taproom location was in Tillamook. Okay, and it was kind of this dumpy end of the road because it's it's farm country out there. It's a big dairy land. It's like a a, a big you know sort of series of plains in the mountains. It's like our version of Ireland or something. It was it, it was <laughs> as, as close as I've ever seen it. Anyhow, <laughs> but um, so you had this very rural sort of. That's kind of what because they specialize in using the wild yeast and, uh, and doing a lot of the sours and using local. It's their own funkatorium. Yeah, botanicals, exactly. So it was out in the middle of farm country, and they finally built a proper taproom downtown uh, Tillamook, and it is 
Again, super tiny. We had to have a reservation to get in. Whoa. Yeah, and, and we got there. We were the only people there. So <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, not a lot of competition for 2 o'clock on a Wednesday. We own the brewery. We'll get all the all the help we want. But we had, uh, it was great. We had, uh, geez, I think five, six different beers while we were sitting there. And, then, of course, took a bunch to go home. But they also had some guest taps. And uh, they had some New Belgium as a guest tap. Oh yeah, it, it was it was funny because you had these world class sours and then some completely run of the mill guest tap beers. I thought La Folie though, the New Belgium one, wasn't that one on the list? And that that's their own version of like this yeah. sour. That bottle goes for a lot of money for from New Belgium. Wow, really? Yeah, it, it's supposedly some like actually really good wild mm. uh, yeast that they use and a, a good beer. Now, I mean, it's not like any anything that I would rank up there as like a, a number one or even top ten, but. Um, no, I, when I saw that on there, I was like, I haven't had that one or seen that one for a good long time. They had it on tap, and um, I will say the one annoying thing about Degard, and I get really self conscious about it when I'm out in public, but uh, when you're a, when you're forced to say out loud a name or a word that you're not sure how it's pronounced, you've only seen it in print, then like I get very uneasy. And nine out of the ten beers that Degard was offering that day were something that was like imp- incredibly hard to pronounce. You know what I do? I just say it and I butcher it. There's there are too many times that I've gone in and I'm like, I'll take the La Folly. Well, they had uh, the Purple Creek. They had a couple of different Creek beers. Yeah, the Creeks are good. But uh, you brought me back a Creek. Yeah, and then they have they had one. It's B A I E S. Biz. Buys. Buys. It's buys and arbres, A-R-B-R-E-S. It's those two words together. So I was just, I finally turned into like the McDonald's guy. I'm like, whatever number three is, I'll have that. <laughs> yeah. you know, and then they pronounce it for you. And I thought, wow. But it's, it's really, uh, it's a fascinating brewery because they, you know, they specialize in the, in the wild yeast and the, the sours and the farm ales. And they do it all really good. But the, the way you can taste every single flavor that's in it, like if they say there's going to be peach and it's going to be, you know, oak barrel aged. You get oakiness. You get the peach. Everything's really, really well defined. We had a lot of discussions, though, when we were downtown Tillamook at the guard. Like, if you lived in the same town as this brewery and it was kind of like no big deal, would you drink it a lot or would that cause you to, you know, to drink less of it? And we were split down the middle of the table. Some of us were like, hey, we had to be here every day. Why not? It's downtown. Yeah. Because we looked around and it looked, it looked to be mostly tourists mm. and people who had, you know, come in for, for beer tastings. But uh, we did see a couple of tables of locals, but the other others of us at the table thought, I, you know, it's if you can get it all the time, who cares? <laughs> well, I'm always curious because of price point too. That's that's usually the deciding factor for me. If if the price point is, you know, it's like eight dollars for a glass or a snifter, then I'm like, you know, that's a little steep. And if it's to go in a, like a crowler, and let's say it's like fifteen bucks, that's still more of like. I'm not going to get it every day, but I'll get it on special. Like it's a Friday and we yeah. just got paid. I'm ready to head down to DeGard and and try some of their beers. And everything was pretty reasonably as far as money goes. The drafts weren't that bad. I think we only got one route of drafts, but you just you buy a bottle and put it at your table and everybody splits it. Oh, so yeah. it's not, it's well, the, not well, on tap. No, they have that on tap, okay. but we were just like, well, because they have much more, by the way, of bottle selection. Bottle service can't hide I think, Yeah, right. <laughs> bottle service at an empty uh, Tillamook brewery in the middle of a Wednesday afternoon. But all their bottles are really moderately priced. The most expensive bottle they had, uh, I think they ran from 9 to 22 bucks. 
Oh, that's not bad at all. No, I no. was expecting like at least in the thirties for a bottle. Yeah, no, and I don't, I don't think, I think the most expensive bottle I saw there that they had just a couple left of was twenty eight dollars. Oh, okay. so yeah, it was all pretty reasonably priced. They're all the large format bottles. I do like that they all, they use the same exact label for everything. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, <laughs> you can go to some beer places and their merch is big and loud. Like you know, Three Floyds is a great example. Everything's just big and huge. Degard's merchandise is all like super tastefully done. <laughs> you know, it was it looked like a you know, little flannel shirt with a little insignia on the corner oh, and like cool. yeah, it was just it was a lot of fun stuff. Uh, but it was just it it was it was very reflective of like the region it was in, the kind of beers they specialized in. You know, it would have made really no sense at all to have large graphic tees that are like Degard. <laughs> I like the hat that you got me too. Yeah, it's like the Brewers hat. So thank you for bringing that back. Well, no problem, it's... Zachy. You always do a good job bringing me home treats from Atlanta. So I I had to repay the favor. And I'm I'm gonna have to repay in a couple of weeks when I head up north because I'm gonna go up to Petoskey. Boom. So, and we're gonna get back to that Brewer series that we've been doing too because that's been super interesting. We've got a lot of uh, friendly new faces in here, but also some familiar ones as well, which has been great. And um, it's put me in a very uncomfortable position on the show because you learn something before you leave, and that's normally not the space we operate in. No. Usually I, Zach, Zach and I come in here, we're as dumb as we possibly can be, and we move on. <laughs> we, we, we're just a fan of drinking beer. We're, we're not totally sure how it's all made. We know the basic steps and process is behind all that but really when it comes down to it we're just fans and we're a fan of uh movies and pairing beers to movies and this is what we call the b movie and now a thinly veiled reason to talk about more alcohol let's take our beers to the movie with music to my beers b movie so I thought, and I didn't realize this, and I mentioned the Instagram earlier, you can find us at Music to My Beers, but somebody pointed out the picture that you had taken of the rock and the coastal line at whatever brewery you're at. I think it was called, was it PDX? Was that the name of the brewery? No, that's the name of the region we're in. Oh. That was actually, not to brag, the view from our Airbnb. Whoa. Yeah. Looking over at the beach and that rock and stuff there. Yeah, Oceanside's a terrific town. It's very, very tiny. There's only like 300 full-time residents. Everything else is just vacation rentals, and it's... There's no cell phone service. There's no radio reception. There's nothing. Whoa. Yeah, you have to be on like Wi-Fi in your house in order to get any kind of calls or texts or social media posts. So it was kind of nice to leave my phone behind. You're off the grid there for like a whole week. Yeah, if you want beer, you have to go back into Tillamook because there's nowhere to buy it in Oceanside. <laughs> there's, there's like, I think there's one restaurant that serves booze and they weren't open. Oh, man. But somebody pointed out that the rock out there was, uh, they said it was, it looked like Haystack Rock. I did a little bit of research. Uh, Haystack Rock is actually in uh, Cannon Beach, Oregon, which is not too far. Okay. Same coastline, different town, but we'll still we'll, we should do Goonies for the B movie. I think I think that'd be good. Um, I I am gonna go first, and I am sorry I don't have it pulled up right now, but I was thinking of like Baby Ruth is a big thing in that movie, right? Yeah. Baby Ruth. Baby Chump. Ruth. What was his name? Chump. Chunk. 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 Chunk, and he does the um, the the shake with his belly. Truffle shuffle. Truffle shuffle. So I was going to do one that's closely related to it, um, and it's the malted milk ball from Perrin Brewing Company. Just because I think of, I think there's like some kind of like malt, caramel, peanut, something or other that makes the Baby Ruth what it is. I always thought Baby Ruth was basically a payday covered in chocolate. Oh, then I should probably go with a like a peanut beer or a peanut butter beer. <laughs> no, but I'll go with the I'll I'll, I'll stick with the uh, the malted milk ball from Perrin Brewing Company and 
um, and pair that with. I'll do one bomber of that with the Goonies because the, Go the Goonies are a classic. And even though I couldn't remember the Truffle Shuffle or Chunk or anything like that, Sean Astin. <laughs> Zach, it was a classic. <laughs> I can't remember anything about it, but it was awesome. I knew Sean Astin, Josh Brolin, and uh, a few others got their start in that movie. What? what both Feld Feldman Corys were in that one. I know one of them. One of the Feldman for sure. Feldman. I don't, I don't know if Ham was in it. And I can never remember the Asian character's name, but he was then in the Indiana Jones movie too. Ki Huai Quan is his real name. Okay, there we go. Um, obviously this movie is a classic. I grew up watching this movie, and I know that I don't love it as much as some other people do it because that and Stand by Me were kind of like they were a little bit. I, I was already. Too old for it? No, movie, I was like I was like five and six when those movies came out. Too young. So I didn't see them until much later in life, until I was in high school and college, and then they became a bigger deal to me, obviously, since then. But it is it's they're great movies, they're classic. They're movies that everybody should at least see once. Mm -hmm. They're also movies that you're gonna probably find out your wife's never seen. Oh, my wife had never seen the Goonies before. Like a couple of years ago, I was like, "Hey, let's watch the Goonies tonight" because it's kind of around Halloween, and I like the spookiness and the the treasure hunt yeah. and stuff like that. But no, she had never seen it before. Yeah, and uh, it it's a wife or a movie that my wife has never seen either. So you're like, Goonies are good enough. I'm like, that's fine. I'm gonna give this uh, because it's a classic. I'm gonna give it one six pack. And uh, when I was out in Oregon, one of the breweries I did discover out there that my sister and brother in law knew about, but I didn't, is uh, Frame. It's small P, capital F-R-E-I-M. Oh, frame. That's yeah, cool. they do a hazy IPA that was, it's just called hazy IPA. It, it was incredible. I had it three or four different stops along the way, and they do really good stuff. And someone commented on one of my untapped, uh, Dennis Wiseman, wrote that he he wrote an article over the weekend that Frame may be considered one of the best breweries in the world. Whoa. So I made sure, once I found out they were such a big deal out there, I made sure to grab some wherever I went. And uh, it was it was awesome. It was great stuff. But you could get it like just this world class hazy IPA, just like a grocery store down the street. It was like at their Kroger. That's awesome. Yeah, so that was kind of fun. So we packed up some of those. So I'm gonna give it one sixer of frame. Well, we are pretty much everywhere, uh, from Facebook to Instagram. I mentioned you were on Twitter quite frequently posting your journey out in uh, Portland and up and down the Oregon coastal line. So you can find us at Music to My Beers. It's super easy to find us just by searching that. Uh, we podcast the show, new shows anyways, every single Monday right around noon so you can get a fresh new episode of that as you enjoy your lunch or your first beverage if you're like us. Mm. Speaking of first beverage, I did see uh, while I was out of town that Zach had what I I thought, wow, what's happening? Did you get a divorce? <laughs> like, what, what's going on? You checked into a KBS at like 9 in the morning recently? I did. Last weekend? Yeah. I thought, oh, no, Zach and his wife have hit the rocks. He's out <laughs> on his own. Living the bachelor life. Why were you drinking KBS at 9 a.m.? I, I was living that bachelor life because my kids had gone up north with my in-laws for the whole week. And I finally had one Saturday that I didn't have anything else going on except for like a little bit of some house projects because we're finishing up the basement. So other than that and like cleaning out the garage, I didn't have anything on the to-do list. So I was like, well, it's 930. It's never too late to crack open a beer. Or All never right. too early to crack open one. And I got it from the guy who's doing the house projects for us. So he's mm. he's been working on the basement. I traded him some beers, and then he gave me that one. He's like, hey, try this, 2018, drink it warm. Um, and he's like, my father-in-law calls it Killer Batman Suds, which I thought was hilarious. That's a kind KBS. of a spin on it. Yeah, but it was good. I mean, that along with the, the coffee that I had just had, that it, it was a, a good start to my day. If you want to know what we're drinking and when we're drinking it, no matter how problematic that time may be, 
You can follow us on Untapped. You can follow uh, Zach at Dad Beers. I am at Man Bear Cluck. And actually, I met up with a good friend out in uh, out in Portland who was staying four blocks down from me. Whoa! He saw that I had checked in to a brewery in Portland, and he so he texted me. He said, "Are you in Portland?" I said, "I'm in Portland." He said, "So am I." So we rekindling relationships. Yeah, so we met up, and I was the one that told him, "I'm like, dude, don't go to Great Notion." He's like, "I'm staying right down the street from Great Notion." I said, "Don't waste your time. They're closed. Oh, pick up only." But he's like, "I was literally headed out the door to go there." So we met up at a uh, at a bar down the street. We had beers and hung out all evening. It was great. So is that somebody that was from here or yeah, yeah, yeah? My buddy Jesse from from town. Whoa! He and his wife had just finished up an 11 day van excursion around the Pacific Northwest. They were turning their van and they going home the next day. Oh, and so So, get the pickups. So if you follow us on Untapped, we may run into you in a city out somewhere completely nowhere from home it was wild like 2500 miles away from home and i'm running into people from south bend that's crazy yeah that's awesome so that is a good a really good reason to friend us on untapped and that would have never happened i would have never had that memory had those pictures had i not been on untapped logging in my beers uh, and trying to like flex on my friends back home We've got one that we've got to open up for Untapped coming up here in just a bit. Oh, it's going to be awful. Our split one. You think it's really bad? I think it's going to be. I didn't like this beer when it was fresh. I can't imagine what it's like after it's been sitting around for four years, three years now. Aged in a refrigerator. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. So we'll get get to that. But uh, yeah, Zach's right. Follow us on social media. Just search Music to My Beers, Twitter, Instagram, or podcast. We have Facebook, Facebook group. The um, Facebook group is the coolest. That's another way that you can like get in touch with us. Let us know what you're drinking over the weekend. Or yeah. Let us know if you've got like some major beer haul coming back from Portland that you're sharing with all your buddies. Usually this is a part of the show we're very excited about. It's our split one, but um, we thought, we, you know what? It doesn't need to be a beer we love. It could be a mistake, and today I think is a mistake. I'm looking for the date on this bottle, and I think this is probably pre-putting the date on the bottle. There is a eight- to 28 but I don't, I, I don't i don't know this has been sitting in a fridge here at work for at least three years now and for whatever reason no one has either accidentally or on purpose consumed this beer i would have thought even maybe like a cleaning person would have been like hey sweet it is the sticky toffee pudding ale from wells brewers these are the same guys that put out the banana bread one because you're like, hey, we got a banana bread beer that we can try. And I don't know where you and Jason might have gotten this. You're just trying a little bit? I think this actually came out of Stryker's beer fridge. Did it? And I don't know how long he had been holding on to it. Whoa. Yeah, so this is actually a pretty old beer, like years and years and years old. Well? It's based on the on British pudding. Mm-hmm. So I'm expecting like what a lot of uh, don't sort they call of, that spotted dick? No, uh, or no, that, is that something different? That's, that's something different. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, that's for a different podcast you and I are going to be putting together. <laughs> well, to Striker. Yeah. It's worrisome that it still has quite a bit of flavor on it. It does. It's a little dry. The reason I don't I got a little bit of a metallic flavor there. Yeah, the reason I don't really care for some of the well stuff is a lot of times when you have it and it's new because I, I bought it, I bought a couple of bottles of that banana bread beer when I first saw it. I thought, cool. Yeah, it, might it taste tastes good. very artificial, mm. and like the way that a yellow, like a banana flavored uh, laffy taffy tastes, just like nothing like a banana. Yes, it's this. It's kind of that, but this this flavor also tastes pretty artificial. Um, mm. you know, and I don't. It tastes, it, it's really, all I'm getting is like a little bit of malted, mm, and just that over, toasted malt. I just get a lot of overpowering, like caramely toffee flavor. 
Yeah. But it's not good caramely toffee flavor. It's like... It's the extract that they used in there. Yeah, yeah. And and you can totally tell that, one, at that, that price point, they're not using all natural ingredients. But, uh, two, it's not... This is in that same kind of wheelhouse to me as the Kentucky bourbon barrel stuff. Oh, yeah. We don't really know what the story is with it or where it comes from. Yeah. I heard the story behind it, actually, and it was, I think that they made dog food down there, or they got grain that goes into dog food, but then they were also like, hey, we could also use that grain to make beer, and, or, no, 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 not not dog food, sorry, it was like a horse feeding company. Okay. And one of the guys that I recently talked to, his name's Dylan Carmichael, he's a a country music artist, his dad was behind the scenes in coming up with the recipes and stuff for this bourbon bourbon ale barrel ale uh for kentucky for the kentucky bourbon air barrel ale i don't know it gets confused with kbs quite often like yeah you see it and you're like oh that bourbon barrel aged stout it's not the same no there this one's <laughs> kentucky bourbon barrel ale yeah <laughs> and have you been to a store recently and seen how many different flavor variations have suddenly come out with that thing so many there's like a peppermint there like i think i saw like 10 online you could get different different flavor variations of the Kentucky barrel bourbon ale. I drank uh, one. Was it two or three weeks ago? And I and it said on the label. It said on Untapped. It said this is a, a Scotch ale. And then on the label, it said this is an Irish red. And I'm like, okay, are they one and the same? Mm. Uh, that seems like it's like it might be uh, confusing if they've got the wrong label or the wrong UPC. Because I, I do. I do the check-in thing with the UPC codes. Uh, embarrassing story. When <laughs> uh, when I first got into craft beer a long, 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 long time ago, one of my friends had told me about KBS and how mm. it's hard to come by. Remember, it used to be super hard to come by. Yeah, only get know, it one time a year. You only get it one time a year. And it's not like the kids nowadays can get it whenever they want, <laughs> as much as they want. But it, there used to be, you could only buy two bottles some places. You only get a four-pack. But my friend was talking about it one day, and I happened to be at a bottle shop, and I thought, oh, this is this must be what he's talking about. It's, K, it's got a K, you know, the B, whatever. So I bought uh, a four-pack of the KBS that I thought, and I brought it back to where my buddies were. They said, well, what the hell are you doing? Because I called up. I'm like, hey, I see it. It's not hard to get. I can get I can get a four-pack, no problem. I'll bring it back for you. Yeah, I brought it back. And uh, I got back to the house and imagined their disappointment. They're like, what? 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 What is this? That's not what that is. No, it's not actually from Kentucky. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was. So that was my embarrassing uh, Kentucky oh. bourbon ale story. Oh man! And this is where we create a six pack. It's our staff picks for you, and we're gonna have to work a little harder this week because usually we have some other brewers in here with us, and we're like, okay, uh, you guys each choose two from yours, and we'll choose one apiece, and we'll put put together a six pack. Uh, but this week. Both Warren and I are going to put in three each. Dun, 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 so, dun, dun, dun. What a treat for the listeners. Yeah. So you want me to go first? You want to go first? Uh, go ahead. Okay. So one of the ones that I've had uh, just recently, and I had it in my basement for the one of the first beers that I've had down there since we started construction from Bad Dad Brewing Company. They have some hilarious titles and names, and their IPAs are good, but their New England-style IPA, I'll turn this car around, that's delicious. Their stuff's yeah. fun and it's great price. Like it is, you know, it's not it's not one of those like let me stand here and think about it. Prices, I think it was at thirteen ninety nine for a four pack. Um, it's a uh, it's a six pack. Some some come in six and some come okay. in four packs. Right. But no, you're right about the price point. It's incredible. Um, the other one that I'm going to throw in is because I'm I'm a patriotic person, and that's the uh, Sour Me America from Duclaw. Have you heard of that one or seen it? It looks like the bomb pop 
Like, and that's what they're going for. Okay, I have seen that. This kind of reminds me of the uh, early rendition of um, Untitled Art when they did the Bomb Pop one. Yeah. Now they've reformatted it so it's a hard seltzer, so it's not the same beer from the first time around. It was like all blue, and it was a sour yeah. beer. They'd taken a Berliner Weiss and added some uh, flavors to it. But this one is sort of like that. They call it their Rocket Sour Ale, and it's, it's delicious. Mm. You get all the cherry. You get the... Uh, a little bit of lime, lemon, and uh, raspberry in that beer. And then last but not least, um, I was at the Crooked U on that last Saturday when I was checking into all those beers because I rollerbladed over there. And they have one called uh, Wet Exit. It's a Kolsch. Ooh. Yeah. Um, that one, I think, clocks in, yeah, low ABV, 5.5%, super refreshing. That was going to be like my lawnmower beer. That and the Gleek Goes that I like from there, or the Goza. Perfect. I'm going to go with three, not from the big breweries I visited, but just three roundabout ways. that I. The first beer I had when I got to Portland, we stopped at this little tiny place called Little Beast Brewing. Nice. Yeah, it was cool because it was like, it, it felt like it was, I mean, it didn't feel like it was. It was somebody's house that had been converted into a brewery. It was that small. Like the brewing gear was out back, but you were sitting in there for what was essentially used to be a front yard in a, in a little neighborhood. Oh, whoa. Yeah, under some some tents, and that was that was just <laughs> it. You walked into like what I presume used to be the living room. Oh my and, gosh. Yeah, you you just place your order and the beers would come out to you, and it was it was cool. I like when you go to a little out of the way, not like massively known places. Not the mainstream. That's like the best barbecue joints when you find the hole in the walls. One of the most one of my favorite breweries of all time we visited in New Orleans was um why am I spacing the name? Courtyard Brewing. Yeah. Because it was it was like in an old, like, two-stall old semi-truck loading bay. And the tables were all those flipped over electrical spools. And it's just there were dogs running all over the place. And it was literally just somebody's neighborhood that just happened to have this building. Since they've moved. But if you ever get a chance to have their beers, they're fantastic. Oh, I want to get down there sometime. Uh, another one of my big favorites I had was, uh, and this one, it was nice because it was available everywhere. And the brewery's incredible. Fort George Brewery. Mm. I had never heard of them, but mm. when I got out there, my my much nerdier beer brother-in-law was like, yeah, they're a pretty big deal. But they're also available at every grocery store and liquor store. So, so you have this easy access to yeah, pick it up. Yeah, they had this, this hazy called Three-Way, and it was absolutely outstanding, but it was in fresh four-pack cans literally every store you went into. <laughs> so everywhere, everywhere we had to stop to pick up groceries, just to grab our four-pack of that and be on our way. But it was it was great. And it, I just thought, man, I imagine having something this world-class available is not a big deal all over town. These people are spoiled. And the other one I had, and uh, we went out to the coast, and there's Pelican Brewing Company. It's, that one sounds familiar. It used to be, it's it's very old. It started in like 1990 or 85. At one point, it was a pretty heralded, like award-winning craft brewery out in, out in Oregon. And since then, it's still a pretty big deal. But there are a couple more locations. We went out uh, to one of them, and it was, one, it was super fun because it was on, like, it was on the beach. The bar spills out into the beach. Oh, nice. Yeah, so you've got plenty to look at. you got a nice oh. breeze vibing. And uh, they had a, a couple of hazies that were fantastic. And so we had those. And um, They're not owned by ABM, Bev, are they? Like they weren't, like, sold, and that's how they got there? I, you know, I don't know. I don't know. The, uh, the one I, I was a big fan of was the Hazy Rock Juicy IPA. But uh, they got the whole story on the menu, and I got about halfway through it and decided why those, those other things I'd rather look at and talk about. But... Um, <laughs> Hey, this beer for Split One is is lousy. That's probably one of yeah. the worst beers we've ever had. I know both of us are like we're taking some sips. Usually, right. we, usually we plow through these beers. Mm. And this one we're like, yeah, yeah. The second sip I had was worse than the first. I get kind of like a candy corn flavor there. Yeah, it's a 
Ugh. Not good. That combined with like the metallic uh, edge that it has to it. That might be rust from the cap. So um, yeah, now that I'm looking at, it, like, if we can't do the show next ugh. week because we have lockjaw, we know where we got it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we spent most of the show talking about my beer cation out to Portland. My big wrap up as I came back. Uh, one of the other places I wanted to talk about, and only because Eric Faust was in here what seven, eight, nine weeks ago, maybe even longer than that. Yeah. He was one of the first we had on for the summer brewer series from from uh, Bear Hands. Hands. But he said he just opened this place down in Indy called a, a Tap Room, and it's he said every month they bring in different breweries and they have they spotlight and you know a lineup from that brewery. There was a place we went to in Portland called Function PDX, and uh, it's a tiny little space, very similar to just like a, a tiny, not a storefront. I mean, it's a restaurant, mm-hmm. but every month there's something else going on. This thing isn't isn't actually a thing; it's just a space. So one month you could go in there and it's going to be highlight from a local restaurant it's serving all their cuisine in the kitchen whoa another month like we were there it was uh, spotlighting a particular brewery and that was crux fermentation project whoa yeah i had some fantastic beers but this place i mean there aren't really any decorations or anything you just walk in there was a guy from crux who worked there who was pouring beers on tap they had a little merch tent set up and it was kind of like you go into a basement and it was really really ungodly hot out so we got to got to go duck out of the sun, chill a little bit, and then have the entire lineup of this Crux Fermentation Project beers, each one better than the one that came before it. But if I were to go out there next month, it's going to be some other brewery, some other restaurant, some other you know food or beverage thing. But I thought it was a really awesome space and a neat concept, but it also reminded me that Faust just did the same thing down in Indy. Yeah, well, and I, I like that too because I like the the fact that they're highlighting stuff that's local, and I think that's a, that's what Eric does down at a tap room as well where it's like a brewery within the state. It's easily accessible. You can get the beers down here, and then you, you start lining up because there are so many breweries within even Indiana, let alone like the United States. But as you, as you bring them in and uh, you feature them, then people are like, oh, you know what? I've got to go visit that place. You know, I should go on a, a destination tour and make it a point that, hey, yeah, I know I live down here in Indy, but going up to either Goshen or Elkhart or... Um, Even the, the opposite's true for us because one of the breweries we'd like to go visit, yeah. 450 North down in, what is it, Evansville? Yeah. That's several, that's like three hours. We're still in the state. We've driven three hours south and you have to turn around and come back. So I don't know under what circumstances we'll find me at 450 North. I'd like to go and visit sometime, but um, I like that concept where it kind of gives you... Because I I had never heard of Crux, but we were walking by. My sister in law knew of this place, knew of the space, because they had been there for another for a Fort George uh, spotlight years earlier. Did they know about uh, Crux, the brewery? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it's also fun um, stomping around because you see how distribution works differently mm-hmm. out here. I always thought Russian River was this. We specialize in IPAs. It's you know Pliny's the big deal. Pliny the Younger's the new big deal, and you can only get it if you're in you know Rush at Russian River. But they also distribute, I found out. And we went to a, a couple of different beer bars that had Russian River products on tap and available oh. for purchase. Did you bring back any? No Pliny. No. <laughs> okay. and, no and there, I mean, and there was some, we've had it before, too. Yeah, there so was some, they had some stouts, and uh, I think they had maybe a lager that I saw. But uh, I got hyped. I thought, ooh, Pliny on tap. Here we go. But they just had some larger format bottles that you could buy for your table, and I just thought, eh. Plus, we can get the number one beer in America, actually just in our neck of the woods here, not too far from us. Uh, Bell's Two-Hearted. Like three years running in a row, according to Zymergy Magazine. And it holds up. Knowledge dropped. But, uh, yeah, it was a great – all in all, the vacation was a great time. It was fun to see an entirely different part of the country I've never seen before, but it was also fun to – See what's big out there because we and we've talked about it on the show in the past, how kind of living where we live, one, we're a little bit spoiled because we get 
access to so much great stuff. But two, that also causes you a little bit of tunnel vision where, you know, get outside your drinking bubble. Go mm-hmm. out, go somewhere else and see how they do things. And um, if you're planning a trip, visit some breweries, no matter where you're going. I'm always curious to, to see. I'm, I'm curious about, about a couple things. I'm curious about styles. So, like, hearing about uh, DeGard out there in Portland and knowing that they do the wild ales and stuff like that, or going down to uh, North Carolina and you've got Wicked Weed, who also has their own, like, Funkatorium type thing. Yeah. It's always interesting to see the styles that they're doing and then also price point. Because I said to my brother one time, I'm like, what? $6 for, like, a 10-ounce pour? That's crazy. That's – no. I can't do $6. She's like, no, that's the going rate for Atlanta in and around the breweries down there. That's crazy. So Yeah, beers weren't that outrageously priced in Portland. And one of my other favorite things about the trip is, like, you know, you go into a craft brewery, any craft brewery, mm-hmm. and you look around and the people there look like they belong in a craft brewery. They have the beard? Well, I mean, just – the you know <laughs> the uh the younger hipper you know even like the older hipper people and like the hippie people and Hipsters. like yeah the craft beer nerds the fat guys with beers like everybody in a craft brewery looks like th- that's where yeah. that's where they belong in portland it's like times 50 oh okay yeah it's like i'm like <laughs> this is like cartoons of people who go to craft breweries uh so it was fun to look at but all in all it was a great trip i got to bring back a bunch of stuff uh my brother-in-law gave me a wine check which i did oh. not know is an actual like rolling suit square suitcase that you can buy different inserts for to hold either cans or bottles and southwest lets you check it for free so i got to bring all that beer back it didn't cost me anything that that's a really nice brother-in-law yeah so he's he's gonna you're gonna get him a, a good christmas gift this year oh uh, no I no mean, <laughs> i might go out and visit that's my presence is present enough that, okay right all right all right we've got a couple of things to look forward to one that I've noticed has been making the rounds, especially in the beer groups that we're a part of, is Double Tie Day with Bare Hands. I saw that crop up uh, last week. August 21st. So we've got, I don't know, a little over a month then, and we'll be out there. Well, we we got to go out. Yeah, it's going to be nice to have it back after you know Seriously. everything we had to deal with with the pandemic, and then... Uh... It'll be nice to get back together. Yeah, and they've got a couple of different variants this year um, that will be uh, good to try. They they always do phenomenal stuff. I mean, Thai PA. I had a, I had a, just a, an original Thai PA the other day. I brought back for my wife. She got excited in the fridge because it was sitting there, and I'm like, yeah, that that's for you. That's how much I love you. Was this the day you started the morning with KBS? Uh, no, it was not. Oh. Uh, that was a different morning. <laughs> was this the day you went drunk and rollerblading all through South Bend and got hit by a car? Basically. Yeah. That yeah. <laughs> all right. Came into work the next day with blood in your knee. Okay. Yeah. 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 No, I, I almost got We're going to have to do a separate show maybe Gosh. later this summer about Zach's, Zach's adventures this summer because you've turned into a drunken rollerblading hooligan. Did you know that I walked home from a bar the other night with an open container? Who are you? I know. Did you know that open container? Like there this... are no open container laws in the state of Indiana. If you're not driving. Wait, what? If Well, how'd if you're you find, not riding in a car. How'd you find this out? I, I looked it up online. I had heard from a, a local pastor here in, uh, in the South Bend area, and he's like, yeah, open container isn't a thing in Indiana. And so then I looked it up, and I'm like, you're right. Now, there is uh, drunk in public, but uh, not which you, open Which container. you were. Maybe. I can't confirm nor deny that I was. Oh. I left the bar, and I was like, I don't really feel like spending a couple bucks on an Uber. I'll spend a couple bucks on this beer, and I'll walk home with it. Good for so you. That's what I did. 
Just uh, getting ready for tailgate season here in a little bit. I bet you didn't expect that note for news and notes this week, did ya? That's a quick note, yeah. Uh, the other thing that I was going to bring up is September 11th. That's the the Saturday that we're heading out for our hops and coasters, right? That's right. I'm going to live vicariously through you. I don't think I'm going to make that trip. It's all right, Zach. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's going to be a really It's going to be hard time. to convince your wife to take the kids for an entire weekend while you go out and roller coaster with other drinking adults. <laughs> you watch the kids. Uh, I'll get you guys a hotel. Babe, Enjoy the it's pool. It's work. It's research. Enjoy the pool, and I'm going to go out here and uh, party yeah. <laughs> on the coasters. She'll be like, wait, where's my invite? You're what? We'll, we'll I'm sorry, what? <laughs> You're what? New phone. New phone, who dis? New marriage, who dis? No, I, actually, I'm still on the fence about that one because if I can get the in-laws to watch my kids, then possibly... Maybe I can make that trip. We'll be out there. But that's news and notes for you. Perfect. We're going to wrap things up and uh, finish this awful beer. We'll see you back here next week for Music of My Beers on behalf of Zach Miller and myself. Cheers. Podcasts by Federated Media.